I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, a real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. It's the Real Brian Show. Oh man, I, you know, I've had a heinous attitude lately. And uh, uh, it's everyone else's fault. Well, okay, not really, but it's my fault. But I'm going to tell you what I'm doing to change my attitude. And as a result, I got to tell you, I've had the best day yesterday and so far today that I've had in a long time. Holy cow. I'm also chatting with a great friend of mine, Kate Erickson, John Lee Dumas's other half and part of the Entrepreneur on Fire Empire, as well as she has done some incredible stuff on her own. But of course, we'll talk about it. She's going to tell you about how you can create the life you want, and I'm going to eat ostrich. Let's rock it. Well, as the show suggests, I'm the real Brian, at least as far as I know so far. I haven't been uh, assimilated or abducted or anything like that. So thanks for joining me here. I am excited. Because you know what? I tell you what, any day that I get to record this show is a great day. But I've also had two great days in a row so far because I changed my morning routine and I changed my attitude. And, you know, you're probably thinking like, well, I I don't care about that stuff. I don't care. Dude, do you want to know how much negativity that I've seen and that I've had personally? Like I said, I've seen around me. It's just wow. 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 We're going to have some fun today. We're going to talk about this, but I have to say it is an interesting day outside. It's beautiful in its own right. It's cloudy. It snowed a teeny bit. So, you know, there's some, well, a little bit of snow on the ground, some ice, a little chilly, but it's still beautiful. You know what I mean? But, uh, Hey, you know what? It's, it's always a good day here on the real Brian show. So today I am enjoying a nice cup of Bengal spice tea. Nothing fancy. Just a little celestial seasonings. Having a good time. I got to say, I, I like this stuff, but I let it steep for as long as possible. And I try to stir it up and everything. I did something different today, though, because I've heard this. You, you're supposed to steep your tea covered. Apparently, if you leave the tea you know, open, basically, while you're steeping it, uh, you lose some of the nutrients and also some of the flavor. So I thought... Okay. I mean, with loose leaf tea, you know, I always have a cover because you, you know, if you put it in a pot or something like that, there's always a cover on it. So it's great. But if it's a tea bag, I just put it in the cup. I have failed my tea. And uh, today I didn't. So I put a little, uh, I don't know, a small plate over the top of it and have a little fun and see what happens. But it was great. Um, And I'm drinking it right now. So Mm -hmm -hmm. I was actually hoping for some Taiwanese milk oolong tea. Maybe next week. Thank you so much to the amazing people you know who you are for supporting the real brian show on patreon i really appreciate it seriously growing this show you know i i don't know if if i mean you probably realize this and some of you may not but starting a podcast and doing a podcast whatever a podcast in general takes a lot of time a lot of work it it does take money it takes a, a significant amount of money and a lot of people think oh you know podcasts are free man 
to to make it sound professional and have a good time it's a lot so for those of you who are supporting on patreon i really appreciate it because uh like i said a lot goes into this show and no matter how much i love it how much i'm passionate about it, it still takes stuff you know what i mean time effort work money all that and if you are interested in helping out on The Real Brian Show, which, by the way, I, I would absolutely love your support, go to patreon.com slash Show. Check it out. All right. Well, this week I decided that uh, I'm going to do Galactic Meat Eaters Appreciation Week because, you know, carnivores, this week's for you. And I'm a carnivore and I appreciate carnivores. Eat as much meat as you could possibly have. Well, speaking of food, I said I'm going to eat ostrich and... <laughs> I had done a lot of reading. Um, I think I'm actually going to blame Tim Ferriss. This is his fault because he's the one who kind of started me on this. He did a lot of research. You know, Tim's, I guess he's kind of a biohacker slash life hacker. You know, he does a lot of experiments on himself to find out what works, what doesn't, what what's healthy, what's not. And he wrote a book called The 4-Hour Body, which has a lot of very interesting information on it. And also, I mean, it, it goes hand in hand with a lot of other books and studies that are out there right now. I read about certain foods that, you know, we should or shouldn't eat and also read about the sourcing of foods, which I think is even more important. And, you know, whether it's uh, so, for example, if if your meat that you're getting, if the animal was eating natural like grass and, you know, just stuff out in a field versus getting fed crappy GMO grains or whatever, corn, whatever the heck they get. We've tried, I mean, as much as as possible to buy organic grass fed stuff like that, you know, knowing, knowing where our food comes from, basically. So we've been trying to do that now for a couple of years. It's a little more expensive than, you know, buying, you know, your conventional stuff and certainly a lot more expensive than, you know, going to like Walmart or something and getting, uh, I don't know, hot dogs and Doritos or you know what I mean? 99 cent eggs at Costco. Oh man. So we, we got these farm fresh eggs. A friend of Sarah's had chickens and, you know, she would give us eggs. It was awesome. I didn't even know eggs could taste that good. I mean, I had no idea that there was so much amazing flavor. And then I went back and had some of those 99 cent Costco eggs. Oh man, that was disgusting. I mean, wow. That's, that's what we're trying to do. Yes. It's a lot more expensive than a, a Walmart. Uh, that's, that's not very nice. I'm not saying, you know, Walmart's bad, but you, you know what I'm talking about, right? It is more expensive, but I've already seen health benefits from it. A lot more energy feeling better. Blood works a lot better than it used to be, you know, stuff like that. So we were shopping and I saw, <laughs> I saw ostrich meat. <laughs> I thought I got to eat this. I've never had ostrich, but just to say that I've had ostrich. One thing, another, another person uh, was talking about, well, we've heard this from so many different people having some apple cider vinegar in your diet. I mean, some people will literally take like a tablespoonful and just like down it. And I'm like, no, first of all, I'm not a huge fan of vinegar, but I mean, they're like, no, no, no. The health benefits are amazing. I was reading that apple cider vinegar mixed with honey and hot water can help you sleep better. And I don't have a problem falling asleep or even sleeping. That's not my problem, but I can have very restless sleep talking in my sleep, you know, sitting up, moving around, doing stuff. Of course, when I wake up in the morning, I don't remember any of it. I didn't even know. I, as far as I know, I went to sleep and woke up sort of thing, but I don't always wake up feeling rested. So then Sarah's like, no, you talked in your sleep most of the night, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, so how do I have a more restful sleep? And I was told apple cider vinegar mixed with honey mixed with hot water. And I'm going, oh, I don't don't like vinegar, but I'm like, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. It can't hurt. So I tried it 
it was all, I mean, it was all right. I wasn't, I wasn't gagging or anything like that, but it was like, ah, you know, this isn't my first favorite choice in the world, but I tried it. And what was so weird is about 30 minutes or so after drinking it, I did start to feel extremely tired and I was going, well, okay, uh, well, I'll go to bed. And apparently I slept very well. So I tried it again last night and it actually tasted better and I slept well last night. So, Hey, maybe it's a solution. All right, now on to some really good stuff that isn't as good for you. Who cares? We're going to have some fun here. Went in for an espresso yesterday so I could do some work, you know, getting the show ready and stuff. And he's like, have you ever had the, a, a Cubano? And I said, uh, I think once, but basically what it is is they take, you know, for those who are like, what's a Cubano? Basically what it is is you take espresso, you take one shot of espresso ground, essentially, you know, in the, in the wand they do with the espresso machines. You take one shot worth of, of grounds, then you put some of that raw sugar in it. And then he also put some cinnamon in it. And then he put the other shot of grounds on top of that, packed it, and then ran the actual two shots, uh, you know, through the machine and everything. So it comes out lightly sweetened with a hint of cinnamon. Uh, that way it's not very bitter. So it's a very smooth shot. And I thought, man, that was actually really good. So cinnamon Cubano. That's what it is. Just a, you know, recommendation. I wanted to throw this one out. Sarah chooses to eat ice creams that are dairy free, coconut ice cream, almond ice cream, cashew ice cream. And she was saying that she likes cashew ice cream the best, that it's the creamiest. Personally, if I'm going to eat ice cream, which I don't very often, I'm not, I'm not a huge ice cream person. um, But if I eat ice cream, I'm going to eat, you know, regular milk ice cream. But I decided to try it. So we did coconut cashew side by side. And she is right. That cashew ice cream tasted almost exactly like real ice cream. It was super creamy, had almost that, you know, heavy whipping cream kind of consistency and everything was really good. So if you're a dairy free person and you're looking for good ice cream, check it out. Cashew ice cream. We have a thing here and I know this is something that happens in the nation uh, uh, here in the US. So it's not just in our local area. It's around, but they have a thing called the foodie walk and it's usually the third Friday of every month. But one thing I had to share here is because uh, one of the local cheese shops that gets, you know, they import cheeses from all over the world. I rarely go there because, you know, the cheese is not cheap, but it's like once in a while it's fun. In fact, I think the last time I've been there is probably a year and a half ago or something. So I was like, well, we got to go and we got to see what they're doing for the, you know, the foodie walk because everybody does samples and they had some samples and I thought that's all right, you know, and I said, I'm actually a big cheddar fan. And she said, well, have you tried our espresso cheddar? And I'm like, excuse me? Well, apparently what it is, is it's, um, it's a type of aged cheddar. And I don't know the exact type that has espresso grounds basically rubbed into the rind. And I'm like, no way I have to try that. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. So for those of you who are like, Hey, the real Brian, I'm going to come visit. We're going to go get bread. We're going to get pizza donuts and all these cool things here. We have one more thing to add to the list. Espresso cheddar. (laughs) I love it. So exciting. So I I titled the show. Create the life you want. Pay it forward. Um, Pay it forward is something that we're going to talk about with Kate as well. But she actually talks about creating the life you want. In part of her conversation, she discusses this. It's not the entire thing that she talks about, but it's just something that we do actually chat. And I really liked it because she talks about you're in control. Circumstances will happen, whether we can control those or not. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we can't, right? 
but we can control the response, the attitude, all of that. And she said something very interesting, which you'll hear coming up. She said, you know, my life isn't what I wanted it to be because of me, not because of anyone else, but because of me. And I thought it was hilarious because, you know, I have had a really bad attitude lately. The circumstances have been what I've surrounded myself with and what I've allowed into my brain. I want to talk about this because I tried something. I tested something and it worked. And that's what I said. I've had the best day yesterday and today so far that I've had in a long time because of something that I'm, I'm doing. So I'm going to share that here in just a minute. But I have to start with what has really been bugging me lately. So the first thing is, uh, I shared a little bit of this on AeroSquad. I'm not going to go into this in detail. But, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have ups and downs. You have feast and famine, all that. This is not a feast time for us. I had some clients wrap up some work. And as a result, you know, you're supposed to replace those clients with new ones and kind of do some new things. And unfortunately, the timing was just really bad because a lot of them wrapped up their contracts right about the same time. And then I started the Real Brian show, which, of course, isn't going to pay right away. So, (laughs) yeah, let's just say things are a little challenging, but that's okay. That's part of the journey of an entrepreneur, but it does create a lot of stress. So that's not a good thing. The second thing is, uh, and I talked about this last week with the idea of standing up for yourself, not letting others kind of run you or run anything else, right? Well, I've had a a big issue with that, you know, recently with some different things in business and stuff. And I have a tendency, and I said this, that that I like to help people, um, but I've had a tendency to give way too much away, not because I'm, you know, too. it's just basically my desire to help and serve others has actually contributed to the stress of less income and so on and so forth, because, you know, I'm not valuing my time enough and I'm standing up for myself enough. So that was something that was kind of affecting me. And then the other thing that's been really, really bothering me is all of the hate and negativity surrounding Trump. And and regardless of whether or not you support him, whether you like him, whether you, I mean, it doesn't matter. This, this is not about pro Trump, anti Trump. This has nothing to do with this. Okay, so all of those things going on, I mean, literally, this is my attitude. I got to get out of here. I think I'm going to lose it. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Exactly. I mean, I seriously felt like I was going to lose it. I'm like, I can't take this anymore. This is crazy. I am negative, and I have a bad attitude. So, as Kate says, <laughs> and I loved this, my life isn't what I want it to be because of me. However, there are a lot of factors and circumstances that are contributing to it but it's my choice to determine how I let those things into my life. I have a lot of friends who uh, it's mixed, right? I have some friends who are thankful Trump's president and I have a lot of friends who feel like the world's going to end and it's the worst thing that ever has happened to the human race. You know, it's split. And again, this is not about whether you like him or not, whether you agree with him or not, whether you support him or not. This is not about that. What it is about is our response, our attitude. My friend Jess Harley Quinn, a.k.a. Harley Quinn, we call her that. She put a really great question out, which I really liked. She's like, you know, he's still a human being. Regardless of whether or not we agree with him or like him, what does that make us as human beings if we're destroying another human being? Now, that's paraphrased. Jess, well put, my friend. I mean, seriously, that's, that's a really good point. And she's like saying, I'm not saying that we're agreeing with him. I'm not saying, you know, yeah, he's done stupid things. He said stupid things. 
we're not denying that, but but he's still a human being. And, and what does that make each of us if we're destroying somebody else, beating someone else up and throwing someone else under the bus? So I got to say this. One of the purposes of the real Brian show is to encourage. And, you know, I talk about unleashing our superhero and the idea of of unleashing our superhero is to have the best response in a situation, whether it's negative or positive. And yet what I've seen on Facebook is exactly the opposite. I, I, this is just not who we should be. Let me tell you what I've done. I mentioned I've had a bad attitude. Okay. It's not, not just because of what I've heard on the whole social media side of things. I mean, as I mentioned a couple things before that it's, it's been a little bit tough and it is what it is, right? We all have tough goes and, but again, it's all about how we choose our response and how we choose our attitude and how we move forward. So I have made some decisions recently, as I mentioned, standing up for myself and, and you know, something that everybody, I encourage everybody to do stand up for yourself. And it's been very liberating. I got to tell you, I mean, I've had some interesting scenarios recently where, you know, people were requesting something from me and uh, my response was in a way that stood up for myself and it valued my time and, and my expertise and all that. As you know, we watched Shark Tank. Something that Barbara Corcoran said on Shark Tank was that, uh, you know, when she started out in real estate, and by the way, if you don't know who Barbara Corcoran is, she's an extremely successful real estate person, now an investor. She said something on Shark Tank just recently that I, I was blown away by, and I'd never really heard it presented this way. And it was this idea that when she started in real estate, uh, you know, everybody loved her. Everybody. I mean, all of her her coworkers, her clients, I mean, every everybody loved her. You know, she would sit down with people. She'd hang out with them. They'd laugh with her. They'd, you know, they'd be helped. They loved her. They absolutely loved her. But then they would go and buy from the next real estate agent. And her learning moment in this is that she was not excited enough about her real estate business. She was just kind of, you know, hey, whatever, what's up? Hey, she didn't value her time enough. And she didn't uh, go after it with intensity. And um, she said she wasn't aggressive in that sense. Kind of like, you know, if I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here and help out. But here's my here's my boundary. Valuing her time kind of thing. So she said once she got more excited and intense and aggressive in that aspect and uh, she protected her time, then she started making money and people started to come to her. And her whole point was, is that they didn't believe that she was, uh, you know, worth buying from. She was nice. They loved her, but that's all it was. And I thought, man, now granted, this is not about business per se, but it's something that I've been trying to now implement with my show. Have I been excited enough when people say, hey, Brian, what are you doing right now? Or, you know, what's this new show you're working on? Have I been excited enough? Have I been confident? Oh, that was the other thing she said. Confidence was huge. I and I don't think so. And I don't know why. I mean, hey, it's just what it is. But I don't think I've been truly confident, truly excited and intense enough about it. And so people kind of go, oh, okay. Because think about it. You know, when I'm here, I am talking about earlier. I'm talking about espresso infused. Well, it was cheddar cheese with that espresso rub on the rind, right? I'm talking about how amazing that is. I'm confident. I'm excited. I'm intense about it. And you're like, oh, I want a piece. Oh, I want that cheese. My mouth is watering and I'm drooling and I'm hungry. Have I done that with my show? Huh? And then the other thing is that I just started, and this I'm very excited about, is a new morning routine. <laughs> By the way, I got the iPhone. It was either late 2008 or 2000, you know, early 2009. First iPhone I got. I've had an iPhone ever since. 
I have consistently had that phone in my bedroom at night used as an alarm clock at least seven years now. And I got into a really bad habit. The alarm would wake me up and I would immediately check my phone immediately. Boom. Check my phone. Who texted me? Who messaged me? What's going on in social media? What are my emails? I mean, I'm not even fully awake yet and I'm on social media and emails. And for seven years, what I received dictated how my day went seven years of that. You know, it's one thing if somebody texts and says, you know, Hey Brian, how's it going? Hope you're doing well. Um, have a great day. And I get that most of the time it's, and I mean, I'm guilty of this too. So I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just saying it's just, you know, it's usually, Hey Brian, here's what I want. Uh, I have a question for you. I need this. And you know, it's usually that which isn't a bad thing. It's just, that's usually what people, when they contact me, it's usually on their agenda and it's something they need and want, but that's not always the case. Like I said, I do that to other people too. So I'm not pointing fingers, but I'm saying that that's what I'm waking up to. And then I'm waking up to all the hate and the anger. And so immediately my day starts off with a lot of negativity, pressure, and a lot of stress and a lot of overwhelm, by the way, too, because I'm not focused yet. I haven't even, like I said, I'm not even awake yet. Stupid. (laughs) I mean, really stupid. So I decided, uh, and believe me, this is a habit. I decided my phone is no longer in the bedroom anymore. I moved the charging cable into the office and or the studio, and that's where my phone stays at night. And I have a new routine now. Like I said, two days going on this. What I'm doing is I'm getting up, bought an alarm clock, by the way, old school, man, get up, get myself going, you know, kind of have that moment of mindfulness, focus prayer, meditation, highly recommended by the way. Then I immediately eat breakfast and then I have a cup of coffee, freshly roasted. Then I'm starting to do something new. And uh, this kind of goes along with uh, JLD's freedom journal, but it also is a little bit of uh, it's slightly modified to suit my personal needs. And then it also is somewhat inspired by my friend, Nicole and a study that she's doing. And then also a little bit of a Tim Ferriss inspiration too. So it's kind of a, and it was so funny because it's a mix of inspirations that all kind of happened at the same time. The first thing you do, you write down three things that you're grateful for or thankful for. And they are ideally specific and even small things. So like, instead of saying, well, I'm uh, I'm thankful for, uh, you know, my house. For example, I can say, uh, I'm actually very thankful for the fact that we have hot water heat here because it is extremely efficient and it's also humidifying. So in a dry climate, I don't crack and bleed all the time. And I'm actually extremely thankful for that. Like you have no idea. (laughs) So, you know, specific things like that and they can be small things and they don't even have to be profound. They're just simple, but you start with that three things you're thankful for three things that you want to see happen today. And I'm, we're not talking about tasks that you're going to finish. This isn't about like, okay, well, I'm going to do this and this. No, this is about three things that you want to see happen. So for me, you know, it's like, well, I actually want to put out a really good TRBS episode for sure. Absolutely. But then I'm also, I'm trying to say, I need to see some balance, some healthy balance, you know, because I don't want to work myself too hard, but at the same time, I don't want to be lazy and I don't want to be too stressed out, you know, so on. So having some good balance. And then this is one that I, I've needed to do this three self affirmations. You have to put down three things that is true about you. That is an affirmation type of thing. And I thought, man, that's, it's going to be good. I need to do this. 
And one thing that I, I had to start off with is that, you know, like I said, it's been a little bit challenging financially, but one thing I did write down is that I said, you know, our, our needs are met and we're even eating food. It's not, like I said, it's not cheap food. It's actually healthy food. You know, we, we, we are absolutely blessed with comfortable things. We don't have a lavish lifestyle. It's not extravagant, but it is very simple and comfortable. And like I said, it meets our basic needs plus some. I still get to go out and, you know, have coffee and work on the show, get to go out and go to a movie with people. You know, I mean, like I can still do these things. And I thought, wow, man, you know what? If I think about it like that, that's really amazing. It really is. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very happy. And all of a sudden, as soon as I, as soon as I focused on that and believed that yesterday, my entire outlook <laughs> was amazing. My entire outlook changed. And all of a sudden I wasn't stressed out about the money anymore. I will tell you what doing that little morning routine was tremendous. I had seriously now work with me here on this one. I had the most peace and the most focus in that one moment that I've had in so long. I can't even remember. It was incredible. And yesterday was not only a fantastic day. Not only did I have one of the best attitudes I've had in a really long time, but I got everything done. And it didn't feel stressful. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, yeah, that was amazing. And I love it. You know, everybody, everybody's life is different. Everybody has different, you know, responsibilities and, and different needs and that kind of thing. And I get that. What I'm doing personally is not necessarily going to work for you, but I would highly, highly encourage you to consider taking your phone out of your bedroom at night and buying an alarm clock. Start there. Don't even get on your phone at all until after you have grounded yourself and you focused on, on your day and that you've gotten yourself ready and that you even accomplished some important things that require your focus and attention, whether that's a job scenario, whether that's, you know, uh, entrepreneurial work, whether that's your kids, I don't know, whatever it is, but do that first before you get on your phone. Then when you have time and you've accomplished the important things, then get on your phone. That's one thing. And I would highly encourage you to consider writing down every day, three things, specific things that you are thankful for, three self affirmations and three things that you want to see happen today. Now I'm using the freedom journal from John Lee Dumas. And like I said, I've modified a couple things. I write those things in there. Basically that's my modification, but then he has some other things in there that I think are helpful um, for entrepreneurs. And I'm utilizing that basically for my own workload. Some of you, that's not going to, you know, it's not going to be applicable and that's fine, but it depends on what you're looking for. But man, I'll tell you what, it was tremendous. So I'll, I'll keep you posted and, you know, hopefully this continues and it's not to say that bad things won't happen, but I'm all about choosing our responses, choosing our attitude and choosing the life that we truly want. That to me is that's, it's going to be the best thing. Now, I want to talk to Kate Erickson here because I know like some of the stuff we talk about actually kind of goes hand in hand with this, but also, you know, we talk about some other stuff, which I'm very excited about. Kate Erickson, wonderful person, just a wonderful person, friend of mine. We, we, yeah, we're still colleagues, but sort of former colleagues as well. But Kate Erickson is a part of the Entrepreneur on Fire empire. I'm calling it the empire. She has a podcast called Kate's Take, and uh, she's done a, a lot of stuff. I really love Kate. I think she's a wonderful person. I think she does such a great job and she's so genuine and she has so many great tidbits of wisdom to share. So Kate, welcome to the real Brian show. Thank you. The real Brian. Oh yeah. Thank you. That was, that was nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny. We were talking off mic, you know, before uh, the show started 
you said you were shy that you used to be and you still are a little bit. I mean, I guess I could sort of see it now that you mention it. I can say, yeah, okay, I can see where there's some shyness or some hesitancy, you know, in social situations, but nothing super noticeable by any means. So you've obviously overcome some of that or at least had a better comfort, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think maybe a better word versus shy would be like introverted is maybe a better word for it if I were describing myself. Because when I'm in a situation where I'm having a conversation with somebody or I'm being introduced to someone or, you know, when I'm being walked into a situation, I I would never say that I'm shy, like very open. And I, I feel like I'm an easy person to talk to. I feel like I'm a good communicator. I love relationship building. I love meeting new people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But if I'm just like on a Friday night hanging out at home and I've got like on one end, a really great movie and microwave popcorn. And on the other hand, a a party with like 300 people, I'm probably going to be like, eh, I'll go for the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like 300 people. That's a lot. I'm going to walk into that room and I'm not going to know who to talk to. And I mean, that was me like, you know, several, a, a few years ago, but I feel like I've grown out of that a bit. You know, I remember so, so clearly in 2012, this was right when I took my very first entrepreneurial leap. And I was, I was forcing myself to go to these mixers, um, for this meetup group called Propel that was held in Portland, Maine. That's where I was living at the time. I hired a business coach and, and I was trying to, you know, surround myself with the, all these amazing people that were going to bring me up and support me. Everybody kept saying, you have to like go out and meet people. It's all about meeting people and networking and and sharing what you're doing and hearing what other people are doing, supporting other people, paying it forward. I started going to these meetups. Uh, You know, I made the joke uh, at the beginning of the show when you, when you first called me today that I would spend an hour at the coat rack hanging my coat, but like, that's kind of not a lie. (laughs) 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 Like I kind of would do that. I would walk in and I'd like fumble with things and I'd take extra long hanging up my coat. And then I'd be like, maybe I should just go to the restroom first. And I mean, like I'd make a million excuses to not put myself out in the middle of the room and to not walk up to somebody or to not walk up to a group of people and say like, Hey, my name's Kate. This is, you know, what I'm all about. What are you guys about? And, and just having that conversation, um, I was awkward and I didn't know how to do that. And it Mm. freaked me out and it made me super uncomfortable. And my heart would pound like a million miles a minute when I was in those situations. But, you know, the more that you just start and you figure it out time after time, you know, I've learned so many things from situations like that. Like that if you're in a group of people that are talking and somebody walks up and they want to join the conversation to like have a physical cue to bring them into the conversation so that they're not standing on the outside feeling awkward. And at the same time, you're not being disrespectful to the people who you're chatting with. Like these are things that nobody's ever going to be like, oh, hey, Kate, I got a tip for you when (laughs) when you go to the the next meetup. Like if somebody tries to join your circle, then, you know, nobody's ever going to teach you that. It's just something that you learn through experiencing it. So, you know, I feel like I'm kind of rambling here and I'll shut up in a second so you can actually talk. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) Um, fine. But yeah, it kind of just took me like doing that over and over and over to the point where I started going like, I didn't spend an hour hanging up my jacket anymore. Like I started to see people that I knew and you know, it gets easier. I, I haven't done the uh, the jacket hanging thing, but <laughs> you know, when I've emceed things, I mean, even hosting heroes and villains the very first time I did find myself trying to delay. Yeah. And I didn't even really understand what I was doing. But you know, as soon as you, you said that, I'm like, oh, that's what I was doing. I was like, what would you do? 
uh, I don't know, like OCD over something that didn't matter. Uh-huh. Like, well, hold on. I want to make sure everybody's prepped and I want to make sure that everybody knows what we're going to talk about. And it's kind of like, it doesn't matter. Just go, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, really. It matters. <laughs> like you said, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. You know? And yeah, yeah, no, I did that. And uh, it doesn't work well when it, other people are relying on you. I think this is how I really got over it. And, and I'd love to hear your perspective on this is like, I got to the point where I started realizing that when I was doing that to myself, that I was making myself invisible. Hmm. And when I really stepped back and digested what that meant, I was like, this is ridiculous. Hmm. The last thing I want to be in this world is invisible. Yeah. You know, I don't need to be the spotlight and I don't need to have everyone looking at me and, and, or by any means, actually, that's something that makes me really uncomfortable too, as we were talking about like being on stage and everything, mm-hmm. but I certainly don't want to be invisible. You know, I, I have an opinion and I have things to say. And that's, I think that's what finally like pushed me over the edge to be like, you know what? Being uncomfortable means that this is important to me. Being uncomfortable means that this is going to push me and, and expand my, you know, it's going to help me grow. And there are just so many situations like that where I realized, why would I walk through life invisible when I can yeah. like be me and and be happy and live the life that I want to live, you know? But I think you brought up some really good points here. And, I, and this is something that I've heard before from other introverts. And even something, it's kind of funny, you know, that uh, you're, we're, just, we're talking about this because I, everybody says, oh, Brian, you're an extrovert. And I am because I do get energy from people. But at the same time, you know, when you were talking about, do I want to go to a 300 person party or, or sit in front of a movie by myself? And I was like, honestly, that's a tough one for me because really? in many ways I would do both because there, it just depends on how I feel that night. Like if I'm like, eh, you know what, I actually do want to just be home and do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Like, I don't mind being alone but I love being with people too. So I, I almost feel like I'm kind of an in-between, you know, extrovert, introvert. And and I'm not one of those people who goes to, you know, like podcast movement, for example. I'm not going to go to a conference and just be like, woo, what's up? I'm Brian, <laughs> you know, how are you? And I don't know, for some reason, I, I'm very uncomfortable with that. Now, if I'm with a group of people I know, I will do it. Yeah. Does that make sense? So it's like if I got the quote wingman, you know what I mean? Or the yeah. wing woman, I would be willing to do that more. But if I'm by myself walking around, I'm, I don't know. It's like I'm intimidated by it for some reason. So maybe there's a bit of an introvert extrovert mix there. But going back to what you said, I feel like the networking and, you know, the building of relationships, like you said, you don't want to be invisible. And if you're in any kind of business or situation, you've got to get quote noticed in some way so that you can help others and serve others. I feel like those things are really designed for uh, extroverts. I don't feel like they're designed for introverts at all. Uh, most networking groups or, or even what do you call them, mixers or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, I don't drink alcohol. That's a mm-hmm. personal thing. I have a heart condition. I'm, I'm not really even supposed to. And so, you know, me walking around without alcohol, people are always asking me like, why aren't you drinking, man? I'm like, oh my gosh, if I get that question one more time, you know what I mean? You're like this conversation again, you should write it on your name tag. (laughs) So it's not something like I'm not comfortable going to the alcohol mixers as much because I get the question all the time and it gets gets annoying. But at the same time too, you know, if you are an introvert, I know those types of of mixers and networking sessions, they scare people. Mm -hmm. And yet, like you said, nobody wants to be quote invisible. So it's like, is there a way to, you know, network and build relationships. And like you said, share your voice, share your opinion, what it is you're here for. Is there a way to do that as an introvert in an extroverted world? If that makes sense. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I think we're doing it on a podcast right now. And I know for a fact 
that there are a lot of podcasters who use podcasting as that outlet. You know, that's their way to communicate and build relationships and connect with people that's comfortable for them because, you know, you don't have to be in a room full of people to be talking to people. I mean, we're talking to people right now, however many people are tuning in, like, hello, you are a part of this conversation too. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) For sure. Would you say that? And I think like online groups too. I mean, Facebook groups and stuff, you know, I, I've, I'm in so many Facebook groups where like, man, people tag each other and they're like saying very deep and emotional things about the connections that they have with each other. And this is just all through Facebook groups, you know, that's a good way for an introvert to still be able to build connections and stuff. I feel like things have changed. I mean, even in the last couple of years and two years ago on the bike path, almost everybody would, you know, acknowledge whether it was saying hi, smile, nod, whatever. Um, Last year, half the people and this year, almost nobody will acknowledge me. And I thought two years, that's it. And the same thing, like, you know, I love going to coffee shops. That's the extrovert of me going to the coffee shops and work. How could you not want to go to a coffee shop, get caffeinated and hang out and listen to music and work? And I mean, come on. I I cafe hopped for like 10 hours one day while I was nice. in San Diego. I miss that so much. I'm so on the same page as you. Yeah, see, it's so much fun. I love it. But I used to go into coffee shops and you'd smile and you'd say hi and people usually acknowledge you. And now it's like you get these awkward looks. And I, I like thought, what's going on? I'm just saying hi or I'm just smiling. And people are like, oh my gosh, that's so scary. I'm like, <laughs> what did I do? And you know, I don't know. Is that because people are, are sticking their faces on their screens more? I don't think it's just introverts anymore because like you said, people are connecting online. I do yeah. find most podcasters actually are introverts, ironically. I don't know. Everybody still contacts online though. Like it's, it's very difficult to do face-to-face stuff anymore. I definitely think there's something to that. It's so funny. As soon as you mentioned the bike path thing, I was like, I know exactly where he's going with this. And I used to <laughs> literally do tests on nice. the boardwalk because I used to run every morning on the boardwalk in San Diego when we lived in San Diego. And yeah. so, okay, I tested it for two different reasons. I tested it because I wanted to know how many people were going to say hi to me and acknowledge me because I think it's so rude yeah. when like, you say hi to somebody and they act like you're not even there. <sighs> so rude. Number two, I was trying to see how it affected um, my attitude and the way that I felt throughout the day. I would go for a morning and I'd be like, I'm going to say hi to everyone that I pass on the boardwalk. And regardless of like, they're going to say hi back to me or not, whatever, that wasn't even in my mind. I was just like, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to say hi to everyone. On the mornings when people would say hi back, my energy and like happiness level was a lot higher Mm. than when people wouldn't say hi to me because I'd end my run thinking like feeling kind of crappy. Yeah. (laughs) Like why aren't these people saying hi to me? So that was really interesting. And, and I totally get what you're saying, how it just seems like more and more people don't do that. And in San Diego, people attribute it to like, Oh, that's just West coast people, which really, peeves me as well because mm-hmm. I consider myself a West Coast person and I'm not like that. Yeah. But you know, I can, I can see that because when I moved to the East Coast, it seemed like everybody was much more open and like willing to let you in, you know, that it wasn't this like, you know, blank stare. It, it like regardless it was going to be like a hi, how are you doing? Not 
nothing. Yeah. But yeah, I think there's something to that, that people are not used to communicating face to face as much anymore. Yeah. You know, a lot of communication happens on the cell phone via text message, um, on Skype, on, fa- on Facebook and social media groups, like whatever it might be, you know, it's not face to face. So I don't know if people's minds are someplace else or what it is. I mean, like I'd literally run by people and I'd be like, I know you can see me. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the blank stare, you know, like they're deep in thought, but you're like, yeah, right. You're just ignoring me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not yeah. a bad person. I'm just saying hi. <laughs> oh, you know, it's that, that's really funny that you did that. Cause I did that test too. And I counted how many people said hi and how many said no. <laughs> I mean, Weird. not said no, but didn't say hi at all. I mean, didn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, that is so <laughs> They're funny. They're like, no, don't say hi yeah. to me. <laughs> You're like, hi, <laughs> no, what? <laughs> but I didn't even ask anything. <laughs> that's a really good, that's a good idea. Like test that out. When somebody says hi to you, just say no. And they'll be like, yeah, what? See what happens. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I, you're, you're dead on when it comes. That's really funny that you and I both did that same test. Yeah. Um, and you're right about the attitude because I, I did find myself either being super happy and joyful and high energy or discouraged and frustrated. And I would go, why am I so discouraged and frustrated? And I think mm-hmm. that's exactly why is that, well, it goes back to what you're saying. I was invisible. You were invisible. And, and it's it, this is common courtesy. So I get the cultural thing, but I also believe culture is determined by actions, attitudes, actions and choices, I guess. Yeah. We, we define our culture. So everybody's like, oh, just West Coasters. Well, West Coasters don't have to be rude and they don't have to be that way. I was born in California. I'm not like that either. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's the same thing, Colorado. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, you know, we're just a bunch of individual, you know, outdoors people here. I'm like, mm, that's not, it doesn't have to be that way, you know, come on. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's, there's obviously positives and negatives, but yeah, trying to figure out. Maybe we should do more of that where you just go around. I actually was talking to a, a friend of mine who's my quote sister. She's my adopted sister kind of thing. Um, she was doing that. She actually did the test too where she'd smile at everybody that was walking by and she said she got so many dirty looks. Uh, and I thought, what is wrong with us? So anyway, I think we should do that. We should do a test again and just keep doing it. Push through it. Say hi to people. And maybe that's another reason I love coffee shops is because baristas, for the most part, know customer service and are very social. They like have to say hi to you. And they have to engage with you. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we should just not even make it a test. Like, let's just make a stand here and commit to one another that you and I and whoever's tuning in listening, you can say this out loud too, because we can hear you, that you're just going to say hi to everyone, regardless of the outcome. And and you're going to love it either way, just because... We can put out energy and the energy we put out is the energy that we're going to get back eventually, even if it's not from the person standing right in front of us. Yeah. Just keep it going. That is so true. You know, and and I'll say this, if you're introverted and you're scared to say hi, just smile. Look the person in the eye and smile at them. Don't, you don't say anything else because even that can go a long way. Mm -hmm. I shared a story of this girl that I was sitting at Starbucks and I, oh my gosh, like, I mean, it surprised me and it shouldn't, but it did. She walks in just had, you know, you could just see the joy written all over her face. She looks at me eye to eye, smiles, says hello, and then stops and realizes there's somebody coming in carrying a bunch of boxes and, you know, didn't have a free hand, opens the door for him, you know, on the outside, lets him walk through and, you know, just this acknowledgement. And I'm going, I don't see that very often anymore. I should, Mm. but I don't. And that was such a huge encouragement. But I mean, she has no idea. She doesn't know. I don't know who she is. She has no idea how far her smile went for me. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I think that's a really good point is that we should 
say hi, at least smile to somebody, whatever, and just do it, you know, because you just don't know what it's going to do to that person. Yeah, that's a really awesome story. I love that. Garrett Wong was, was talking about that uh, a friend of his will actually carry maracas in the car. So if somebody, you know, honks or flips somebody off, road rage kind of thing, she'll pull out the maracas and start dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, that's awesome. I don't, would, would that get somebody shot? Wow. Or do you think that's just amazing? Uh, gosh, I'm really working on a little bit of my own road rage. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know what I've said? I haven't quite gotten, I haven't quite, quite gotten to the, um, to the maracas, but I really work on just like deep breaths. And you know what I, you know what I've started telling myself? And sometimes I, I tell myself this too, when like I say hi to people or I smile at people or I open the door for them and they just barge through without even saying thank you, like no acknowledgement, nothing. Um, I think too, it's important to just take a deep breath, take a step back and recognize that you don't know what's going on with that person. Yeah. Um, and that's true for road rage. It's true for somebody crossing you on the boardwalk. Um, you know, they might've just received like, horrible news and they're just not going to smile at you right now. And they're not going to say hi to you and they're not going to say thank you for opening the door for them. And so I've really tried to, it's not maracas again. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I've really tried to employ that in my life overall is to, because then it, it, once you're affected by it, then you're, you're like letting it interfere in your day and in your feelings and in your level of happiness. And after I did that test on the bay and I realized that I was like less happy when people didn't say hi to me, I was like, you know what? Look, I'm not going to let other people dictate how my day goes. I may not be able to control every single thing that happens in my day. Like there are going to be some things that happen to me that are out of my control. But I also believe that 99% of the things that happen to us are because of us. But what I can control 100% is how I react to those things. So me having like a crappier day because people didn't say hi to me on the bay. Like that's actually my problem. Like I, I get to decide how I respond to that and I get to decide my level of happiness. So I may not have Morocco's yet in the car, Um, but I, but I have really started in every aspect of my life to take that step back in any of those situations and remind myself that it's a, that I get to control how I react to situations yeah. and that that's going to dictate how I feel through the day. Like, why would I want to feel crappy when I don't have to? Nobody wants to. So snap out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. You know, okay. That's very interesting because I, I find that when I'm either having my own road rage, I mean, really, or if I'm just kind of in that, oh, I just don't want to, you know, I'm mad right now. It is because of a bad circumstance which still circumstances happen, right? Attitude Mm -hmm. does trump that. But yeah, you know, someone dies, you go through a tough situation. Yeah, of course it is. And like you said, you really don't know what's going on with that person. But at the same time, goes back to what you were saying, you still can choose your attitude. Mm -hmm. And I think that even in the midst of bad circumstances, a good attitude is still, I mean, it's, it's essential because you can either let your attitude run you regardless of the circumstances, or you can let the circumstances run you and your attitude will never be right. No matter what, if we could respect and love and value the next person regardless, then, you know, you're not going to have things like road rage. You're not going to have things like people getting mad at each other or pushing others down to, to be right or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. my theory. Same thing. You know, somebody cuts you off. It's like, okay, if I can respect that person and just be like, listen, I don't know who they are, what they just went through, but I'm going to let it go. Which is yeah. not easy. I understand that. I'm I'm not very good with that either. 
<laughs> it's not something that you get great at overnight. It takes a lot of time to one, be able to recognize those situations because a lot of people can't even do that. Yeah. Like they are so blinded by their rage or by being upset or by being unhappy or whatever it might be. They're so blinded by that. They don't even realize it's happening. Oh yeah. So if you can at least get to the point where you realize it's happening and you can continue to work on that, then over time, you're going to get better at it. And I'm with you. I'm not great at it right now. And I'm fine admitting that because I'm working on it. And when I can admit it and when I can recognize it, then I can get better at it. I, I got to tell you, I've been very affected recently, you know, coming off the the presidential stuff and everything that's been going on with that. And, you know, the whole emergence of agendas. I feel like uh, agendas have gotten very prominent lately. Mm. And I don't agree with agendas uh, because to me, it's about being right regardless of being right at the expense of someone else is kind mm-hmm. of my theory. Um, at least that's my experience. That's what people have done to me. Now, granted, I understand why these people bring these things up. You know, it's it, like they're, they're bringing it up because they've been oppressed or they've been hurt or somebody's wronged them or whatever. Right. So the reason for doing it is not wrong. And maybe even what they're saying isn't wrong, but it's how they're doing it. It's how they're moving forward with it that I think is what really, I don't know. It, I, I was going to say it rubs me the wrong way, but it goes deeper than that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know how else to explain this because, you know, I, obviously I'm not here to offend anybody, but at the same time, I really feel that agendas, I think, are actually one of the biggest things that hurt us. Again, going back, if we can just respect the next person, you know, value the next person you know, then a lot of these things tend to go away because I I was really distraught by some of the conversations that I heard, overheard, you know, about the the politics, about the elections and everything, about people just beating each other up. And I'm just like, is this this really what we're all about now? I mean, we're seriously here. Yeah. Regardless of what they believe, why are we resulting to verbal fighting? And I don't even mean just like, you know, we disagree. I mean, it's like verbal beatdowns. I think people get like wrapped up in the mo- in, in the emotions of it. And, yeah. you know, again, they're just like struggling to come out on top. And, you know, I think a, a lot of that goes back to, I don't know. I just, of course, it's like being the bigger person. It's all relative because somebody who likes one person over the other is always going to think that, you know, they're, they're, they're being the bigger person or, and it depends on how the media spins it. And it depends on how it comes across on television. And, you know, sometimes frankly, I feel for these people, they're put on the spot, they're on live TV or on live radio. And, you know, I've certainly said some things before that, I mean, luckily nothing to the point where like that, but um, you know, I've certainly said things before that after the fact, I've been like, you know what, I probably could have worded that differently or, and I was just talking like an entrepreneurship or like the lessons that we teach our community, like any of these things um, or talking to family members and just being like, you know what, maybe I crossed the line. Maybe I went a little too far. So, you know, I I certainly were humans, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, but um, what you're saying right there is something that most people still don't do either is the humility aspect. Like, you know what? Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I did cross the line and I apologize right. and let's work this out. Right. That's that's good. Yeah. I don't know what made me think of this. Something that you said like at the beginning of that, mm-hmm. like you were kind of on the cusp of talking about agendas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just came into my head like paying it forward. And like the thought of, uh, you know, it's kind of woven in and out of this conversation the entire time, really. But, you know, you 
talk about having a smile on your face. You told the story of that girl who walked into the cafe and Mm -hmm. opened the door for that person. And, you know, I think that if more people could just have that mindset of like, I'm not doing this for something in return. I'm doing this because I want to help someone else or I'm doing this because I want to make an impact or I'm doing this because I want to add value here versus like, I'm going to do this because then later uh, I'm going to get something in return. Like, it's probably not agendas that made me think about that, but I don't know. I just feel compelled <laughs> yeah. to voice that because I think it's kind of been coming in and out of our conversation the entire time. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I agree wholeheartedly. I think it is like, you know, you're, you're not, do, like you said, you're not doing it to get a return, but you're doing it because it's the right thing to do, you know? Mm. And I mean, again, yeah. Why, why wouldn't you want to try to do something for the next person. You know, like you said, even it's just somebody walking by you or or running by you or biking by you or whatever, you know, just to better their day somehow. Why wouldn't anyone want that? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm too tired for that. Well, you know, it's not that hard. You smile. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) You can do it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that's why agendas kind of like muck everything up because agendas don't have anybody else in mind. They have the individual who created the agenda in mind. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's about it. And so that's kind of the opposite of paying it forward. Like, I don't even know what you would call it, taking it back or. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's actually perfect. It's true. Cause I think a lot of agendas have come from being, like I said, oppressed or wronged or whatever. So you're taking it back. You're taking back what you should have never, or what should have never been taken from you, if that makes sense. Right. So that's actually a really good way to put it. Whatever the words you use for whatever's happened to you. And then you using that as an excuse for how you're acting, not cool because Again, you have control over your reactions. You have control over every single thing that you're doing. You know, this reminds me of when I was in my nine to five job and I absolutely hated it. And I woke up every morning and I spent two hours walking to the bus and then taking the bus to the trolley and then getting on the trolley and listening to like my mix of music on my iPod. And then I'd walk to the bank and then I'd go in there and I'd go up to the 13th floor, like go figure that I'd be on the 13th floor. (laughs) Um, And then I'd walk into my office and I'd sit there for eight hours being underappreciated and undervalued. And I'd feel sorry for myself all day, of course, like poor me. Um, I'm doing everything that everyone's telling me that I'm supposed to do. And I, I work late and I come in early and I always have a smile on my face. Like why the heck isn't my life the way that I want it to be? hello, then I finally realized that my life isn't the way that I want it to be because of me. Yeah, Not because of the people in my office or the 13th floor or the trolley or the bus or any of those things. I was choosing to do that stuff every single day. Yeah, People saying that they're doing things because of X, Y, Z. No, you're doing it because you're choosing to do it. What happened in your past is in your past. And Mm -hmm. if you continue to use that as your future, then you're never going to change. If you want something different in your life, then you have to do something different than what you've been doing. So it like really gets me a little fired up. (laughs) No, I appreciate it. I'm loving this. This is the Kate that I don't Uh see very often. I love this. You know, when people talk about like, this is why I am the way that I am. Like, okay that's great that you recognize that that's the way that you are. Now change it. If it's not serving you and it's not serving other people, then you have the opportunity to change that. Nobody else can do that. You have to do it. Yeah. You know, I heard somebody else say this to me that every one of us has been a victim to something in our lives, sometimes Mm -hmm. multiple things. Every one of us, no one's immune to that. 
but whether or not you choose to be victimized is is up to you. And I was like, that is such a great way of putting it because it goes back to, like you said, something happened to you and whether you let it define you and your future, that's all on you. Yeah. We can all learn from it, right? Everything that happens to us or we do it to ourselves, we can all learn from that. And I, you know, it's so funny. Everybody's like, oh, you know, uh, this happened to you or you made this mistake or whatever that defines you. I don't Mm -hmm. believe that. I believe that what you do with your life from that point forward is actually what defines you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you getting fired up because honestly, like I, I get fired up about it too. And I, I really truly believe that a lot of times, yeah, bad things happen, but a lot of times people allow that to define them and shape the rest of their life. And I think a lot of times people don't know how to get out of it or they yeah. don't know they can get out of it or they don't have the support and the encouragement around them that they need to get out of it. Cause it is hard doing it on your own. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to your point, a lot of people don't even know that they're, di- I didn't know that I was doing it. Yeah. It took like a major wake up call for me. And I think that's why I get so fired up about it is because that was me. Yeah. I was the big, I was like the best victim role player ever. <laughs> I was so good at it. I yeah. was so good at blaming other people. I was so good at um, just reflecting everything. I was so good at never standing up or raising my hand or making a decision or d- frankly doing anything other than what other people told me to do because that was like safe for me, right? Yeah. And when yeah, I was, when I just did what other people told me to do, then it could never be my fault. Yeah. You know, I would never have to like own up if something went wrong or if, you know, whatever the case might be. And when I finally had this big fat smack in the face wake up call. It was like, I didn't know that I was being that way. Nobody ever taught me like, you don't learn that in school. You know, what you learn in school is at recess when, you know, people spend the entire time making fun of you or, and, and that's like the emotional stuff that I spent the longest time thinking like, well, I don't really have a story. Like nothing bad has ever happened to me. I grew up and I had an amazing family and my parents are the best parents in the world. I have the best relationship with my sister ever. I have friends. I like all the, like there's no, I don't have a story to tell. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where people get caught up. And I think that's where people live a life like that, where they just truly don't ever know because they never dig that stuff up to be like, okay, now I'm good. Now I understand that I can't just reflect and hide in the corner and never take responsibility. Like you need to experience that. Somebody can't teach you that. You know, it's interesting. Um, I don't know. This is my experience personally. So I, you know, whoever was in classes with me got the same thing, but I don't know if this is universal or not, but I was taught by, you know, schools and, you know, society in general to be passive. Mm. That's what was encouraged, you know, just, uh, you know, no, don't rock the boat, you know, don't stand like you were saying, don't stand up. And totally. I, I was taught that it was ingrained in me and, and that's not who I am at all. So I was consistently the rebel constant. I was like, oh man, <laughs> no, I'm gonna, you know, I, I could never join the military as much as I respect the military. I could never join it because I need to understand why so that I can do my best the next time. Mm-hmm. And I know the military doesn't allow that. Like they say, you know, you're not allowed to question why. And for me, it's not a, it's not a uh, insubordinate issue. It's for me, I can't understand how to do better until I understand the why, because it goes against just the standard thing. Thankfully, I've been able to come out of that, but it's not been easy because yeah, I mean, we're all taught to just, just play it safe. It's easier. Yeah. And we're taught that like confrontation is like this bad word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you mentioned the playground thing. 
I mean, how many times if you stood up to a bully, you'd, you'd be the one that got in trouble. Right. You know, even though you didn't start it. Yeah. That, well, you participated. That, that, exactly. <laughs> like, what? You're like, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Oh. Okay. So I have to know this though. What was your, um, I mean, if you, if you want to share it, that is what was your wake up call? I mean, how did you turn your life around to say, I'm no longer going to be this, this victimized mentality and I'm going to do something because you're very successful now. I mean, where you're at now is so awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, so I went to a transformational training program, um, which a lot of people, you know, shy away from cause they think it's like quote unquote cultish and, um, it really freaks them out that, you know, you'd be at this thing all weekend and there's some pretty crazy things that happen during that weekend. Um, so, you know, a lot of people aren't into that and they think it's woo woo. I had the exact same impression of it being woo woo and all that. But, um, you know, someone came up to me one day who I trust and, um, said it it will change your life. If you Mm -hmm. do this, it will make you, realize your passions. It will make you become a better person. It will help you understand what you're meant, like what you're here to do, the message that you have to deliver. Um, If you're not feeling empowered or like you have a voice or anything that's holding you back, you will be able to break through that if you do this. And I was like, I want that. Yes. Sign me up. Uh, it was two different weekends, mm. about six months apart. There was like a basic version and then an advanced version. And then there was even a like a leadership version, which I never did the leadership version, but I did the basic and the advanced. They did change my life. That's mm. how I broke through like so many things that would have held me back in my life forever. Because again, I never would have known that they were there. I, I didn't know that my actions were even as basic as like, I get to control how I respond to situations. I didn't, I, I would never think that before. Yeah. And through this training, I, I just realized so much of that. And that was my huge breakthrough moment as going to that training. That's Have incredible. you ever done anything like that? Uh, not, not exactly like you're describing. I don't think anyway. I mean, I've done different, you know, motivational weekends and stuff like that in the past, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not sure. To, well, at least how you're describing it. I don't, I don't remember doing anything quite that you know, tremendous, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of things that have, you know, it's so funny. A lot of people will say, what was your turning moment or what was your, I mean, even like John talks about the aha moment and it's like, you know, I never have really had many of those moments. For me, it's been a series of moments throughout my life, um, which I know is very different from most people. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, two years ago, I, I was in a very different place than I am today, for example, but I didn't have one moment that was like, ah, oh, breakthrough. It was more of that. Oh, the last two years was a, proverbial breakthrough, if that makes sense. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like it's, it's been more of a progression for me than rather than just like one moment. Um, mm-hmm. But I love hearing those stories because I, I do feel like, you know, those kind of wake up calls are so important with what we've done in the, in the world of podcasting and in the world of business. You know, we, we hear the desire that people want the nuts and bolts, you know, and I, and I, those very, very important things, right? You need to learn how to, to market things. You need to learn all those little things like that. But mm-hmm you know, transcending even the world of business and podcasting, I, I firmly believe that our mindset, our attitude is essential for life, regardless of whether you're just talking business or whether you're talking like road rage or anything mm-hmm. that unless you get your mindset right, or like you were talking about, you know, choosing the right attitude, I don't think anything can really work. Not well no. anyway. I mean, would you agree or disagree with that? 
Oh, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, you and I have had several mindset conversations. I feel like we're really on the same page with that about like how important and integral it is. And yeah, to your point, I mean, look at like some of the best books that were ever written. I mean, I I guess I'm focused business wise, but I mean, for life too, um, you know, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, like uh, that was a huge book for me and understanding that like, oh, I'm not supposed to dwell on the past or like try and live in the past. Like I didn't know that. Now Eckhart Tolle is telling me that like I should always live in now. Like I wonder what that's like because I've never done that before. I've yeah. <laughs> I've always obsessed over the past or just like looked forward to the future. Like what would it be like if I lived my life every minute of every day here with the real Brian on like, you know, chatting on your show? Like what if I was just 110% into that? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like these little things that you just would never probably take a step back to realize because we're so friggin' busy all the time. Like we're going a billion miles a minute and we feel uncomfortable if we're sitting there with nothing to do. At least I know I do. But you know, when you start to like give yourself these life lessons and these mindset lessons, you really do truly see how many doors it opens and how it expands your life and how it helps you grow and how it helps you build better relationships and um, how it just makes you become a freaking better person. So true. So yeah. true. Well, you know, and I know you, you know, you've told me in the past, you you love nerding out about like systems and how to make things happen and little things like that, you know, that are I mean, I admire that. I'm not I'm not good with those kind of things at all. It's mm-hmm. not natural. And I know how important those things are in anything, right? I mean, go to any profession and everybody's, you know, there's there's those things that are necessary. But you're right. I think the, the you know, your attitude and the mindset really does kind of go through anything in life. I mean, everybody's like, "Oh, I don't have any good friends." Well, how do you treat your friends, you know? Or I don't know. You see you see the guys or the girls that can't ever have a stable relationship and it's like, "Well, how are you in the relationship? What's your right. mindset, you know?" <laughs> So, I mean, there's this like totally transcends anything, but it's definitely very interesting to be talking because I, I do find it funny, actually, when you mentioned that, that we tend to go there with the mindset thing. And I, I appreciate it because I think it's so important. I see it a lot, though, and that's something that I, I have a true passion for, but I'm an observation. OK, I'm going to make up a word here. Observationalist. Is that a real word? Oh, of course. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, <laughs> um, I love just kind of watching people, you know, not like in a creepy way, but just like, I I love observing and I love trying to understand why people do what they do. And, and it is interesting. It's so fascinating to hear conversations, not even intentionally, just, you know, people are yelling at a coffee shop. You can't not hear them. (laughs) Yeah. Stuff like that. And you're just like, what (laughs) are they seriously talking like that? So, you know, it is, it's very fascinating. Learning through experience, even if you're not a part of the quote unquote conversation is, something that I think is way under leveraged. Like people feel like they need to pay mentors or hire coaches or go to therapy or like all these things. But like there is so much to learn everywhere around us. We just have to pay attention. And that goes back to hello, is anyone there? Like when you're on your bike or you're walking around the bay and these people are passing you, you're like, where is this person? Like there's just so much to learn if we just take the time to look around us and look at conversations. And like if somebody's acting a certain way, I love this when people go off about a trait or a characteristic and I'm like thinking in my head, you are the exact same way. You Mm -hmm. are talking about yourself right now and you don't even know it you know, pay attention to that kind of, just start paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I know. And even, even for safety reasons, pay attention. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
got to know what's going on around, you You know, oh, I love it. Well, Kate, uh, tell us how we can get in touch with you and find all of the stuff that you're a part of. Yeah. Awesome. I love engaging and interacting and meeting people. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about that a lot, especially at the beginning of this conversation. So I'd love to have an email from anyone who's tuning into this show and uh, resonates with, you know, what myself and the real Brian talked about today. I am Kate at eofire.com. So Kate at eofire.com. Everything that my business partner and life partner and I do in our business is over at eofire.com. Love it. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, it was really, really great chatting. Well, there you have it. Kate Erickson, thank you so much for being on The Real Brian Show. And I hope this was encouraging to you. I hope you can choose your attitude and, uh, you know, just choose a better response and choose the life you really, really want. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. You know I'd love to hear from you. Contact me, realbrianshow.com. Have an amazing week. I am The Real Brian, signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.